What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome in TFA fam. We have another video for you guys as you prepare for your 2021 drafts. I'm here with Christian Welch and we are talking best ADP values as we go through round by round. So we're looking at rounds one through eight and trying to pick the guy that we think is the best value ADP wise in each round. So Christian, without further ado, I'm just going to kick it over to you first for round one. Who's the guy that you think is, is kind of the standout best value for that first round? I know it's kind of cheating going with the last pick of the first round, but that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey at the 112. Um, I personally would take Travis Kelsey as high as 1-4 uh, just because of the intense positional advantage he gives you over everybody else in, at that position. So Travis Kelsey for me is my guy for the first round at 12. Dude, I'm right there with you. That's our first one. That'll be the same. Um, like you said, the positional advantage and, and just the consistency, right? We've seen five tight end one seasons from him. And so if you're looking for a guy in the first round, other than maybe Christian McCaffrey, but that he's the 101, uh, the safety is just there where we, we saw Christian McCaffrey go down to injury and we know running backs are more susceptible to this. Uh, so I absolutely have to go uh, with Travis Kelsey as well. Uh, what did you do for, uh, for round two? Who did you pick? For round two, I'm going to go down to the 2-9, so the 21st overall pick, and that's uh, Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. So I've got Calvin Ridley wide receiver four in my rankings. I saw that you actually have him wide receiver three in your rankings, so we're both pretty high on the guy. Um, I think both of us agree that if all goes well, he could finish as the wide receiver one overall. Um, he still has Matt Ryan, a guy he's familiar with. This is a team that's going to throw the ball a ton, and Julio's out of his way, you know, so give me my wide receiver four, your wide receiver three, going as wide receiver six at 21st overall. Yeah, it was really tough. I had to decide between him and the player that I ended up taking in Joe Mixon. Uh, I view Joe Mixon as a top eight, top seven running back, and I think you're just getting him at a great value in the second round. He's a guy that I'm targeting everywhere in my drafts if I have kind of a later to mid pick because he's going to go kind of in that middle of the second round. And I just think with Gio out of the way, this is a guy that has – 300 carries uh, and 40 to 50 receptions. So that volume in the second round is something that you just won't find with any other running back there. Um, I, I definitely think he has top six upside. Um, so that's a guy that I really like in the second round. Uh, shooting over the third round, Christian, who you got there? Uh, third round, I'm going down to the 310. So the 34th overall pick, and I've got Lions running back DeAndre Swift. Uh, so Swift is my running back 13. He's going off the board at running back 18 right now, so five positional slots later. Um, I prefer Swift to CEH, who's going a whole round ahead of him. Um, for me, he, he's got opportunity and he's got the skill set that you like. You know, in volume plus pass catching equals a fantasy stud at the running back position, and Swift should see both of those in Detroit being pretty much the only guy in town. Yeah, we flipped on this one. I took the wide receiver for round three, and the guy I chose was Allen Robinson. And it's kind of the same argument I had for Mixon, where um, 
how can you get somebody with that amount of volume that late in your drafts, right? So round three, where we shouldn't have any guys left that are getting 160-ish targets. Allen Robinson had back-to-back years of getting 150. We toss on the 17th game. We toss in a better quarterback. I think this guy's poised for 160 targets. Can he improve on the six or seven touchdowns he's had in the past two seasons? That's what might vault him into top five conversation. And so with the improvements at quarterback, I think that's definitely in play. So I got Allen Robinson. He's going off at 34th overall pick. I think he's a great value in round three. Shooting over to round four, I'll kick it off first. Amari Cooper, kind of, again, a similar situation, right, where this this guy's actually fallen because of injury, though. And, and I think he's the, the wide receiver one for Dallas. A lot of people are hyping up C.D. Lamb, and I think they will trade off weeks here and there. But I think at the end of the season, we will see Amari Cooper's numbers a little bit better. Uh, we saw with Dak the, through the first four weeks that he was the wide receiver one. Obviously, we don't want to go just off of that um, very short sample where the Cowboys were throwing so much. So let's go back to 2019. He was the wide receiver 10, right? So this is a guy um, on a 17-game pace with Dak. In the 30 games he's played with Dak, if we just break that down to a 17-game pace, he's going for 97 receptions, over 1,300 yards, and eight and a half touchdowns. So that's the kind of pace I think we can expect from a healthy Amari Cooper. And he is healthy now. He's back in practicing. He's going to be ready for week one. I'm buying that injury dip. Yeah, I can't agree more here. I've got the same guy in the fourth round. It's Amari Cooper. Um, I just like you have him ahead of C.D. Lamb still on the Dallas offense. Um, his four-game pace last year before Dak went down, I think he was leading the NFL in receiving yards during that stretch. I've got him at wide receiver 11 for this year. He's going off the board at wide receiver 18. Um, Terry McLaurin's going a whole round ahead of him, and I have those guys basically neck and neck. So, again, I'm going to take the discounted price on Cooper, whether it's because of injury, whether it's because people forgot about the pace with Dak, or whether it's because people are just excited about C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely fallen because if you look at – ADP kind of the couple months prior, he was at like wide receiver 12, 13, 14. I didn't even know he was all the way down there at 18. That is a crazy great value. So going over to the fifth round, I've got his quarterback that throws in the football, Dak Prescott, right? If we talk about Amari Cooper going as a potential top 12 wide receiver and CeeDee Lamb right behind him, maybe top 14, at least that's where I have him in my rankings. But you're not to like the quarterback too, right? Because we know that Zeke's going to get a work out of the backfield. We know Michael Gallup's still there. Uh, and we saw what Dak can do over the past two seasons. He was quarterback two behind only Lamar Jackson, who had an MVP-like season in 2019. And then we saw the four, uh, four and a half games, uh, what he was doing there for the Cowboys. And, and nothing's really changed in that offense. I think they're just going to get better. So um, he's kind of going off the board as that QB5, a full round and a half later than, than Murray, a full round behind Lamar Jackson. And I think he's every bit as good as those guys fantasy-wise, if not better. So that is a crazy great value, I think, for these top five quarterbacks backs that really separate themselves from the rest rest of the pack. I love getting them there in round five. I like it. I like it. For me in the fifth round, I'm going to jump down to Atlanta um, at the 506, 54th overall pick, and that's their, their running back, Mike Davis. Uh, so Mike Davis is my RB20. He's going off the board at RB24, so that's not a crazy difference at all. What, what's crazy to me, though, is taking Daryl Henderson a full round ahead of him. So Henderson's ADP is a full round of Davis's, and I just think that's nuts. I think Mike Davis has some of the safest volume in the league, and, and I'm absolutely happy to take him in the middle of the fifth round. Yep, I love that pick. Going on to round six, this is about the middle of your drafts here, and this is where I'm going to snag Chase Claypool. And this is a guy that people are really worried about because his touchdown rate was so crazy good. And I agree, even though that that will regress, I think his his catch rate is what really helps him. It was only 57%, and we've seen rookies where they really struggle with their catch uh, rate, and, and they just improve uh, each year. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with Chase Claypool. And I also think his targets go up because – 
through the first six weeks, he only had more than four targets just one time, and that was the week where he absolutely went bonkers for three touchdowns. After that, he didn't see less than six targets in any game. Um, so even if the, the Steelers regress, he's going to be doing this starting week one, not week seven. And so I think his target volume stays the same or even increases right as, as they look to him as more of the playmaker. I think he takes that second-year wide receiver leap that we've seen from DK, that we saw from A.J. Brown, uh, that we saw from Terry McLaurin. I think he's in that same mold of players. I absolutely have him as a value here in round six going off at 69.5. So uh, really at the end of, of round six. Yeah, and I've got a similar player, another player that's in a crowded wide receiver room where we expect three guys to potentially be, you know, top 36 receivers and another guy that I expect to take, like you said, a, a second year leap. So give me T Higgins from the Bengals at 605. That's 65th overall pick. Um, he's going off the board at wide receiver 24. I personally have him all the way up at wide receiver 17. With the red flags around Jamar Chase so far this this spring, whether it's the the personal stuff or the drops or just you know him him seeming like he's a little sluggish getting back into football shape, T. Higgins is still the number one at, at least for now. And, and with that big frame, he's got the touchdown upside of all those guys in Cincinnati. And I personally would take Higgins all the way over Adam Thielen, who's going 17 picks ahead of him right now. So so give me Higgins at that value. I expect a massive second year leap from him. Yeah, I feel like Higgins is one of those guys that can be sneaky for double-digit touchdowns this year. So I'm a big T. Higgins fan. I was hyping him as a rookie, and I'm still on board with him in that Bengals offense. Uh, that's a great pick. I will go round seven. You know who I'm taking here, Trey Sermon. How can I not? Uh, this is just a wild value for a guy that I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better home run shot at running back after you get past that dead zone of running backs like the Moster. Fournette, Melvin Gordon, right? All those guys that are the starters. Once they're off the board, it's really Javante and then Trey Sermon for me. And Trey Sermon's going even later than Javante by about half a round. So that's why I really like him because uh, I think Mostert isn't long for this team. He's on the last year of his deal. He's probably going to be gone. And so they want to see what they have in, in, in Trey Sermon. And they traded up to get him in the third round. So I absolutely think they're going to feed him uh, the ball. Uh, we hear these other names and people are worried about the rest of the guys in the backfield. But I think the only reason we know their names is because they've had success in a Kyle Shanahan offense. And that's hasty. Uh, and that's uh, you know Jeff Wilson and some of these other guys, some of these other guys, and and I think if Trey Sermon stays healthy, they're not going to get everybody else involved like we've seen the last couple of years. So Trey Sermon is a back that I think it's a, a decent workload. He has the talent to be that second half of the year league winner. Uh, for me, my seventh round is is going to be Jerry Judy. So he's going off the board at seventy fifth overall. So that's the third pick of the seventh round. Um, I've got him at wide receiver 22 this year. He's going off at wide receiver 30. And uh, in my opinion, Teddy Bridgewater does nothing but benefit Judy. So Judy struggled last year, largely in part to how uncatchable the passes he saw were, were from Drew Locke. Um, Bridgewater doesn't get us excited, but he is absolutely a more accurate passer than Drew Locke. And I think that's going to do nothing but benefit a guy like Jerry Judy that's really a do-it-all wide receiver. People quickly forget what an elite prospect Jerry Judy was coming out of college. And, and I think the move to Bridgewater is going to do nothing except help him take that second year leap as well. Um, I prefer him over Brandon Ayuk, who's going two rounds ahead of him in the fifth round. So even if I, you like Ayuk better, you know, two rounds is a pretty big gap between those two guys. So give me Judy at the price. Yeah, I think that's another second year wide receiver that's going to really increase his catch rate um, because he got the targets. It's just that the inaccuracies um, 
were what really held him back, right? So I think with a more accurate quarterback, that's what really helps him, like you're saying, with Teddy Bridgewater winning that job. Um, for round eight, I have Matthew Stafford as my ADP value, and he's going off at the 93rd overall pick. And this is a guy that was kind of consistently a high-end QB2. He had the year in 2019 uh, through the first nine weeks where he was actually the QB6 overall, um, which is a really impressive streak. That's when Kenny Galladay popped off for double-digit touchdowns. Uh, and so I think now he moves to a better offense. He has better weapons better coaching staff, better scheme, right? All of those things. And I think he's poised to kind of take that step into that mid to bottom uh, QB1 status. And even though he's going kind of off the board at QB11 or 12, I feel like that that number doesn't really represent the, the value you get drafting him so much later than some of these other guys that like a Herbert and Wilson and Tom Brady that are going off before him. So I really like him in this area where I think he's just as good as those guys, but you're getting him two or three rounds behind some of those names. Yeah, I can't agree more. Um, I actually have Stafford for my eighth round as well, along with Ryan Tannehill. So I cheated and put two guys on here because they're going just two spots away from each other. And and these guys, like you said, are, are guys that can give you that back end, reliable quarterback one production. And they're going so many rounds later than the guys that, that they're comparable to. You know, so this is why you don't take quarterbacks early, in my opinion, in one quarterback leagues. You can get these guys in the eighth round and just grab an elite tight end in the in, in the first or the second with Travis Kelsey. Stock up on running back and wide receiver. Knowing that these guys are going to be here this late allows you to really prioritize the other positions early. So I can't get enough of these guys' value in the eighth round. Absolutely. So that's where we're going to stop uh, here for these best values uh, in your different rounds, rounds one through eight. Uh, make sure if you guys have questions, drop them in the comments below. Ask us uh, your questions as your fancy drafts are coming up. They're here this weekend, next weekend. Make sure you guys are asking us um, who you should be taking. Um, and as well, jump into the Discord. We have a Discord uh, chat. Link is in the description below. Um, we'd love to chat it up. We have Debbie Dynasty Redraft all of the types of fantasy you love to play. So we'll make sure uh, to chat it up in the Discord. We'll catch you on the next video.